right, here's another one. Thank you, John Bertan, for that intro. As always, appreciate the good beats. It is uh, about five o'clock West Coast, because I have to say West Coast here, because I have guests that are from the East Coast. And uh, we are talking about the Vermont Ragnar that took place. Let me share a screen here. Uh, August 27th. Uh, did I say the date? So it, it's um, September 15th, 5 p.m. And the race was August 27th, about two weeks ago. Started 6.30 a.m. Um, this is my first, uh, I've never done a Ragnar. I'm curious about the Ragnar and how it all works. It's put on by the Ragnar Events uh, Company. That's runragnar.com. Uh, the race director for this one is C. Pelletier at runragnar.com. It's all on the website. Um, looks like it's a team of eight or possibly a team of four. A team of eight is $1,280. Uh, there's some sort of, and we can get into this one with the group, uh, a transaction fee and some mandatory volunteer stuff. Um, this race took place in West Windsor, which is close to the border of New Hampshire, and it is north of Boston, and it's north, it's it's pretty far up there, uh, and it's almost parallel with um, Glens Falls, New York. It's north of uh, Albany also. Um, we have with us, uh, I think that's everything. Oh, there was 85 teams and the show notes are going to have the race times. And that's, I think that's about it for my my intro. So I have Ashley Garrett, uh, Han and Courtney uh, Rayo, Emma Allen, and Sarah. What's your last name, Sarah? Doesn't really Martin. Matter. Okay, Sarah Martin. Uh, and that's, one, two, uh, we got five. So there's three people not here. Yes. And we could just use their first names. Like, who, who are the, the other three? We're missing Brenna, Lance, and Hugo. And uh, I see Courtney. You're the, you're the organizer. Yeah. And how did you... Like, I guess, what, what inspires someone to put eight people together and do a Ragnar? <laughs> Well, it started with a, a Google search trying to figure out about signing up for just any race, honestly, like because uh, I'm really motivated to exercise like when I have something to plan for. So I wanted to run a race. And then in the process of Googling what we could do in Vermont, I saw that the Ragnar was here and I'd heard about it because a friend of mine actually did it in California. It was a little bit of a different format that uh, my friend did, but essentially that's kind of what inspired the whole thing. And then it's like, uh, you know, putting a team of eight together is uh, kind of like cat herding, um, <laughs> honestly, because we started out with a several, um, several team members that started with my, uh, the company that I work with who people were kind of in and out. And then, um Han my husband jumped in and started recruiting team members from his uh PT cohort and um and how how long like how far back I guess so so like you have the idea it's kind of 
maybe like like was there a point a conversation where you're like oh ragnar or or yeah i think we started planning around april of this year all right and so you're at work is it just like a water cooler thing or like how how do you <laughs> how do you bring zoom. it up <laughs> it was a zoom discussion okay. i work with a lot of runners and um a lot of ultra runners actually so uh that's kind of what started it and some of them wanted to come into town from other places actually even in the world um unfortunately the one that was in indonesia couldn't make it for health reasons but um it was literally just kind of yeah a zoom water cooler conversation talking about running and how a team of people that actually like each other would get together and hang out and run together and and how do you get the commitment because i because it's a pretty big money commitment for the organizer and then do you, do you just have people like venmo you i mean like how do you get people yeah. to say yeah i'm gonna do it <laughs> That we threw in uh, in the beginning and just paid for it, knowing that we knew enough runners that hopefully another uh, seven people would sign up or six people would sign up. So we just, uh, you know, took a chance and and did it. So that sounds this sounds like Hood to Co I did Hood to Coast uh, like three weeks ago with uh, it was 10 guys. It was supposed to be 12 people, but because of um well life like it became it was went from 12 to 10 and there was actually two i think it was two new people like right before so it was kind of we were we were worried it was going to be like eight because um and yeah actually i didn't do enough research uh how far is this race um it was a total of i think it was 200 kilometers Okay. So okay, 120 divided by eight. I don't know what is that? about 15 miles each. Okay. So is it? Yeah. Paint. Maybe we could go to somebody else. Like, let's. Um, what What kind of preparation you got? Like your team is, or I guess I should ask. Maybe we could go around and do like a 30 second. Like my name is, um, and the type of runner or the type of running you enjoy. So I'll, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll go first. I'm Andy. I enjoy running marathons, and I get a little too competitive sometimes. Okay. <laughs> um, maybe Emma. Yeah, definitely. Um, I'm Emma. Um, I enjoy. Well, I grew up mostly trail running, and so that's what I tend to enjoy. But um. Here in Burlington, it's mostly uh, running on the bike path, which does have a little bit of a nice shoulder to it, but it's mostly pavement here. Is that the bike path that goes all the way to like the the ocean, or is am I thinking of something else? Isn't there like this giant East Coast corridor bike path? I, I'm, I'm not sure. I don't know my geography. Okay, never mind. <laughs> Anyone else? <laughs> I can go. Um, so I'm Ashley, and I mostly do trail running as well. I was raised by a couple of big runners, and so I've grown up running, and I ran through high school, and, and now I just do it for fun and race once in a while. But, yeah, mostly mostly trail running. I'm working my way up eventually to 
a marathon. That's the goal one day, but yeah. <laughs> Hi, I'm Sarah. I mainly just run for fun and just to stay healthy. I love fl running on flat ground. And so these hills were nuts. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that leaves me. Um, my name's Han, but before uh, I talk about myself, I'll give a proper introduction to our captain, Courtney. Um, Courtney's our captain who uh, she claims that she does not like the sound of her own voice, but uh, <laughs> we'll let you guys be the judge of that. I don't know. It doesn't sound like that. Um, she, yeah, she put us all together and uh, I did not know the name of our team until we got there. And I don't know if anyone else knew the name of our team, but our team is Courtney Rao's team. <laughs> That's the name. <laughs> it's, it really uh, is Courtney Rao's team. It's on the badge, the bib, the trophy, the sticker, I don't know, everything. So uh, in case you don't know, Courtney is our captain. <laughs> <laughs> So what was what was the eighty nine? Was that? Oh, that was our number. Uh, although that's the year I was oh. born. So maybe, maybe she maybe she chose the year I was born and gave me some sort of recognition. You know, a little little bone through a bone. But. That's that's funny. That's uh. So I I kind of do something like that myself. There's this run I do. It's, I live in this this neighborhood called the Berries, uh, and I live on Appleberry, and there's this neighborhood and they're called the stones. So there's like peach stone. So I do this brown and I call it Andy stone. It's just naming <laughs> things. Maybe, maybe it's a runner thing. I don't know. So, so uh, anyways, my name is Han. I, um, I'm actually on a different realm than the rest of my team. And by that, I mean, I'm not on any realm because I first started running three months ago in my entire life. And uh, I was the the runner up on the team uh, all the way up until I think like 12 hours before the race started. And I got a great surprise from from a good buddy of mine who, you know, I trust. I, at least I did. <laughs> um, so our eighth member, um, you know, he he's uh, I think 10 years younger than me or nine. And he's he's like a triathlon guy, big runner, big biker, I think a swimmer, too. But uh, he he had a he got hit by a frisbee, so I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Frisbee. Yeah. Wait, a frisbee, frisbee injury knocked knocked him out? Too. Like and it was actually in his hamstring, so you know, hamstring will affect running. So his Achilles heel uh, is uh, a frisbee's butt. Is this an ultimate is this an ultimate frisbee frisbee or is this one of those flimsy frisbees? Like it's a very like tough, manly, like plastic frisbee. <laughs> <laughs> so I think that's an oxymoron. Uh, yeah. and he's a very big podcast fan, the biggest podcast fan we know. So I really hope he hears this. Yeah. Uh, all right. <laughs> yeah. Is how, how's the uh, the frisbee injury? Is he is he recovered yet? He seemed like he was. I don't know. What do you? What, what, I, Emma, Sarah, and Ashley are in my uh, <laughs> are in the same. Uh, we we all go to grad school together with with him. So I, they, they can. What do you guys think? He, he seemed okay, but I haven't seen him out there tossing it yet, so. <laughs> this sounds Sorry. like a, a very collegiate injury. I, I, I played, you know, I went, I went to school a long time ago, but like, I haven't played a lot of Frisbee lately. <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, but in his, to be fair, he also did like the the big Burlington race, Burlington Vermont bike race thing, uh, an, a week the weekend before. Um, I don't know what the details of that is, but it's it's pretty substantial. So I think he just double looked, <laughs> and uh, but um, yeah. So anyway, I was the runner up, and I got a surprise the night before. Uh, so you know, I went I went from volunteer to the eighth member. Yeah. And then on the way, you know, on the drive, I was trying to, you know, figure out what this whole thing was about and look at all of <laughs> all the loops and the incline and all that. So, yeah. So, crash course, so, but. so so you just touched on something. What what are the like logistics for your team to get to the starting line? Uh, was there anyone really far away? Did you have to fly or was it hundreds of miles? Was this like your backyard? Um, like what? The furthest person came from Montreal. OK. Um, yeah, and then so I think what it was a, probably a two-hour drive for most of us. So for our Montrealer, it was another hour and a half. So not bad. Mm -hmm. But there were people there from everywhere. Like we met people from California, I think, all over the place. Yeah, I really like the idea of people that you don't see very often because you're separated by like a whole country or something, and then having an activity that's you know with people doing something outdoors that's that's really cool yeah I like it um yeah so what was the uh the training like or or was there training for 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 the <laughs> so i i knew i was going to be potentially i don't know you know like uh against all odds I would have been recruited, but I guess that happened. Um, so I did, you know, I signed up for some 5Ks. I had to start somewhere. Um, did a couple 5Ks, uh, like, every third week um, on, like, completely flat ground. Um, you know, nice casual thing. Um, and, you know, if I had more time, I would definitely would have, you know, done 10s and worked my way up. Um, but that was the only training. I didn't, you know, it was, like, summer running. Um, there was no trail element to it at all, you know, no, no roots and rocks and things. Um, I, I went to Costco and bought these sneakers that were cheap and, uh, they worked for the flat <laughs> summer five Ks. Uh, and I thought that would be the same thing as 15 miles on the, in the dark on the trail. <laughs> and it was not, but, uh, so I learned, I learned in the thing, but I think that was the only prep I did. Right. Yeah. I mean, I, we hiked a lot. We did hike. Um, the two of us, we went to the Adirondacks quite. A, we are we're mountaineers, so we're I'm I'm all about slow and steady, not fast, and you know, quite the opposite. So I think the longest loop was the Red Loop, which was seven miles. So we we picked uh, we went on all trails and and a Gaia and all those apps, and we cross reference and we found a, a route that was uh, I think it was like seven. It was a, a peak with three peaks you have to go through and then it was out and back so you got to go back down those three peaks plus the peak itself so it ended up being like seven peaks and seven miles with uh about 40 we were we had a 40 pound pack um um not by choice we we carry our two-year-old in the pack with us so we figured okay if we can do that uh, with all the incline stuff and with the, the kid bouncing around and everything then maybe we could do it without any gear <laughs> and fast that was the, that was our <laughs> limited limited time logic, yeah. So so you mentioned uh, one of the loops, and I I should have done more homework. Um, and and maybe we could back up a little because I was looking at their website, 
I, I spent like five minutes on the website and there's like I want to say there's like 50 options to choose from yeah and and did you choose it because of proximity or did you look at a couple and, and think oh I'm looking for something that's in the mountains I'm looking for something that's on the beach like it was just it happened to be here and a trail run seemed like a really fun idea mm-hmm. and uh like know a lot of trail runners and this team has a lot of trail runners so like it was a great opportunity to kind of bring everybody together and do that had, had anybody in the group done one before no. so it was all like the first for very first ragnar very first um yeah i'll, I'll say relay uh race okay yeah, because I, I just did my very first one. I'm 45, and I just did my very first one just a couple weeks ago. So I'd always been, and I don't know why, but, like, I've always been just doing events that are, you know, that one race. And maybe because it's easier, the logistics sound challenging. Um, it's it's really hard, I mean, to get, <laughs> to get a group uh, to, and life happens, right? Like, 12 yeah. people or 10 people or what well, did you guys see like um was it mostly eight group teams or was there um four group teams four people teams they had um they had eight group mostly eight group and then they had the ultra teams which were the four groups so the ultra teams did there were 24 uh relay legs mm-hmm. and uh so they the normal teams were eight people doing 24 the Relay Ultra was four people doing 24. And then they had sprint teams, which was, I think, two of the legs instead of three. And it was three people doing it all in one day. Ah, so that's like, I want to say, what's eight times? Well, let's say six, maybe. I don't know. I was going to say eight times 85 because there was about 85 teams. So about 600 people. Does that sound about right? Yeah. Something like that. That's um that's pretty big. That's a lot of people. Yeah, there is a lot of people there. And Sarah and so, like yeah. Sarah and I did the volunteering cuz Patrick the uh the Ooh. team member who got hit by the uh, frisbee was supposed to be our volunteer and couldn't make it for that either. So Sarah and I volunteered and Sarah like how many people did we see that had done multiple there was a, a special award for people who did multiple Ragnars in one year and I think I can't remember who the highest was or what the highest number of years was I think the highest was nine and that's just crazy to me to do that many in a year and the medals were really cool wait somebody ran nine Ragnars in a single year yeah. Oh yeah. Well, just that sounds expensive. <laughs> That's what we said too. That's what we said too. Yeah. <laughs> I think they're called immortals. Something. So it was that. a whole team that did nine, or just one person? I think just the one person, because okay. it seemed like well, just a few people from the team, or maybe like uh, one or two at least from a team would say, "Yeah, we got our medals for two Ragnars or three or however many." If that person can take a team of not a, a team through nine Ragnars and they are the best organizer ever, I don't. Yeah, that's, yeah. <laughs> that oh. is so true. So, so I do have a little reference because I just did Hood to Coast and like 
I, I have heard of forums, and I, maybe Ragnar has something like this too. It was a Facebook forum. I never looked at it. But like, say your group was eight, and then you're down to like six. There mm. are people that will, like local people that just want to participate, but they don't have, you know, seven other friends, and they just want to do it. Was, was that, was there something like that with Ragnar? There must be, because I think some of those people that did a lot were coming and joining random teams. They had mentioned that they were coming kind of as individuals joining teams. Yeah, to me that seems a little odd, but like, I don't know. You can meet people that way, I guess, or something. <laughs> you just really love to spend money on running. Yeah, you, you know, <laughs> you don't need to pay money to run. You could just go out <laughs> and run. <laughs> uh, um, so... Yeah, let's let's like go to like the start and is it how far do you guys have to go somewhere like the night before or is it like driving distance? So you're staying. Is there like a town nearby or something? So it was a it was like an overnight event. So it was Friday and Saturday, and there was a whole big campground reserved for all the runners, um, and they were to camp Thursday evening and get ready to run Friday morning and then camp again Friday night and their teams run throughout the night, Friday night and finish before 6 p.m. on Saturday. And there was a whole village too with lots of merchandise and um, cool swag and lots of care products for runners and lots of goodies and stuff. It was really fun. They had a nice setup. So that's nice. You're, so you're camping the night before, so that's easy. You don't have like a two, three-hour drive or something to get to the start line. It's at six thirty in the morning. So, so who's who started, and what was the first uh, of the three segments? I guess that would be the lovely Courtney. <laughs> uh, from from team. So, Courtney. so Hugo, Hugo, our team member that's not here, is my coworker, and he. He and I went on Thursday night and camped because my friends here um, had a, a lab uh, test dropped on them at the last minute by their professor. So Hugo and I ran the first, let's see, five legs. And then and we camped the night before. And uh, these guys had to take a test. And I'll let you guys explain what you did in your test. <laughs> and uh, and then drove down frantically and then jumped on the trail. And I think, um, Ashley, you were the first one, right, to come uh, on the trail at, for the the longest leg after you guys arrived. So. Ashley actually was the one driving. So she took her thing, <laughs> did her practical, drove for two hours, and got out and ran. Yeah. Yeah. Seven miles. So, and then, did I hear and then, that right? Uh, she, two, two... When she came back, she made us all lunch. Just, I just want to plug yeah. that out. <laughs> yeah. When Han says he literally got out of the car and ran, he means it. Like she dropped us off by our tent. I went and parked her car while she was running. <laughs> she so, so did I understand? Courtney and and Hugo ran the first five. Yeah. Like, yeah. So you were doing one, and then you did three, and then five, and you did like yeah. like. Oh wow! That's and and the race lets you kind of decide your yeah they don't care as long as you do um them in order so you had to do green yellow red in order eight times mm -hmm. okay and is there like a 
just a handoff? Do you carry a, uh, yeah. what is it, a, a, a microchip or something? How do they know you're not cheating? <laughs> <laughs> There's a transition tent, and uh, it's color-coordinated by the three, um, these are loops for this case, and um, basically the person who's waiting to receive the chip, which is in the bib, um, they're wearing a slap bracelet um, just so they, you know, through throughout the exertion, they don't forget which path they're on. Um, so they have the slap bracelet ready on them. And then as soon as the person comes through the transition tent, they, they give them the bib with the baton. And uh, then they start, they go down there and follow their, their color. And then, you know, rinse and repeat, except without the rinsing, sweat and repeat. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds just like Hood to Coast. We had a slap bracelet. And then everyone had a number. There wasn't, I don't think there was people, it wasn't competitive really for our group. We were just doing it. We were just getting out there. Um, but um, some of the people get really competitive. I know, I don't I don't know how this was, but uh, yeah, there can be some groups that are running really fast. There's, I mean, you know, we saw a, a whole spectrum of things. Uh, some folks, including us, would just like congratulate each other and talk for a second and then go do a picture here and there um, in the transition tent. Some people would just like, yeah, I don't know. They would, they, they were definitely like, they practiced the handoff. Um, one person, I mean, well, I'm sure more than one, but some people would finish and then just turn around and do the next loop because they, that's how they organized it. We, we saw people doing like doubles. <laughs> yeah, very impressive. Okay, so mixed, I would say we had a mixed team. Like some of us were more casual, and some of us slayed. Emma slayed uh, her last leg. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> it was a lot of fun. <laughs> so you had to. Everybody had to do. What did you say? There was twenty-four segments. Yeah. And so everyone had to do three. Is that right? Yeah. So. Did you guys think, oh, I'm going to hike, walk, take it easy, and then maybe go a little faster and then go super fast? Or were you just like, I'm just going to finish each one? Ooh, I think I'd like to discuss this one a little bit because, um, like, I ran high school and, um, like, undergraduate cross-country and track. So I know that as soon as I get into a race, I start getting competitive. I kind of figured, like, I've done half marathons before. I know this is going to be hilly. I'll go out like half marathon pace. I'm going to run this whole thing and very quickly figured out that that is not going to be the case. Um, and as you're going through this, there are definitely moments on this course that are more technical because you're in the woods. There's lots of roots. There's some slippery stones. There's some trees that you got to jump over. Um, it's a very narrow path. And then there's also some areas where like, especially on the switchbacks, there's moments where you're going uphill and you have to make the decision. Um, basically, if I run this, am I gonna be exerting more energy than if I just take a couple steps to walk up this hill and then pick up the run again? Um, mm -hmm. Because energy, like conserving that energy is really what it came down to. Um, there were some pretty tough uphills in that course in all three of those courses, so. Yeah, you really pay for it if you go out really hard, um, is my experience. So, um, what, yeah, what is the, so the first, we can talk about the loops maybe, like, um, and 
who did it was Courtney did the very first loop. Do you want to do that one? Let me just go over the three loops. Yeah, we did. Um, so the green loop was a 2.9 miles, so almost a 5K. And for me personally, that was the worst loop. It was terrible. Um, it was uh, super hot on Friday. And uh, like the switchbacks that Emma mentioned, a lot of them were up ski slopes. Mm -hmm. So there was no shade and it was right in the middle of the sun. Do, so. what, what is hot? Because I'm 80 degrees for me is hot with like no humidity. <laughs> It was like 86. Yeah. Okay. Was it with with East Coast humidity? With, yep. Yeah, exactly. Which with is, the sun like right on you on the screen. Which is yeah. which is like 95 degree plus yeah, exactly. West Coast weather at least. Yeah. Yes. So like it was. Um, so for me, the Green Loop was kind of crappy because it was probably 50 percent out of the woods. Like the I'll let these guys talk about the rest of the loops, but like it was the most exposed loop out of all of them. In terms of hardness though, like it was definitely probably the least technical loop and um, you know, the least uh, incline out of all of the loops as well. So is it, I'm just assuming green's easy, yellow is a little harder, red's hardest. Yeah. Yeah. And so it was like easy, well, no, moderate, yes. hard. Was that the, Theoretically, but I think okay. length. They they oh, they're yeah. more they're more about the length than they are the incline or technicality. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay, okay. So then we got yellow. Who who wants to do yellow? I mean, I can talk about yellow a little bit. Um, yellow was the first one I did, um, and that was probably around two o'clock in the afternoon. Um, when the sun was at its peak on that first day. Um, so to me, that was the worst one. Um, Cause that was when it very much hit me. Okay. This course is there's, it's a hillier than I was expecting. Um, you know, this is very much a trail. Um, so it was just, it was hot. It's also amazed me at how humid the woods can get. You think that the trees are providing shade, but it actually gets quite humid in there. Um, I mean, overall, was it was pretty fun, um, and just by technical, I mean there was lots of roots, lots of um, stones, and more switchbacks to go in and out of. And I mean, overall, it was a pretty fun course. But I, I definitely felt like the yellow one, in my personal opinion, was harder. That was the hardest one. Is this is this in a, a forest or a national? Like, what's the? Um, I don't know anything i've never even been to vermont i've been to new york i've been to massachusetts never been so is this like um the adirondacks kind of like what's the it's mount scutney i don't know if i'm saying that right and i it's in windsor so i don't know if that counts as the green mountains but what's that i think it's a state park state park yeah okay is it like a big mountain bike area i'm just trying to get an idea yeah, yeah. actually uh yeah. lance was saying um, he thinks the Green Loop was originally like a mountain bike trail or something. Um, okay. Yeah, yeah, I would agree. Oh, with and what, that. what about elevation? So like we touched yeah. on, yeah, Green was two point nine miles. What what's the elevation on Green? Um, it was about three hundred and forty four feet in elevation. Um, okay. 
versus like the yellow loop was 728 feet in elevation over five miles uh that was over seven miles uh no yellow? yeah over five miles sorry yellow is okay, five okay. miles yep sorry and then the red loop was um about a thousand and sixty two feet um okay that's insane. that's pretty serious on the red that's yeah yeah a thousand feet seven there there so if if you took a like what, what what the the um the grade was the grade overall about the same for all three because one was shorter one was middle one was longer or was there one that just had more grade i i, I can't do the math i think well i was going to say some some of the like the red and yellow intertwined at the beginning um some of them had harsh grade uh, in the open areas that were kind of mitigated by switchbacks. Um, so, and it, the, overall, they were all kind of just twisty turny. Um, you, you gain a lot of elevation slowly and then you lose it fast and then you have to gain it again type thing. There was no like clear, you know, apex for any trail really. Um, I think it was a lot of up and down. Type thing. Yeah. I'd say the red had the steepest climb though after, uh, you get to a water uh, a water station and you're like, oh, water. And then like you look to your right and then it was the steepest climb of the whole event. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that was brutal. It's right at the end, <laughs> which is <laughs> so tough. <laughs> so um, trying to think of questions to ask that listeners might be curious, like, uh, so what's the campsite like? What's the like accommodations for I mean, is oh. this, you know, what, what, what should people expect? Pretend somebody's never been there. Yeah. They're there on Thursday afternoon. Yeah, what do you expect to uh, have at the campsite? So five of us came on Friday morning, um, but two of them were, you know, <laughs> our captain and the uh, Montrealer were there the night before, and they had quite a, quite a storm. I'll let you talk about that. Yeah, it was like... Um the storm of the week we had it was like Everest style winds we were joking because we were in our tents like with your arms and legs out you know on each side of the tent trying not to uh fly away essentially so is this like a nor'easter situation or is this just normal <laughs> yeah. it was not it was just a big thunderstorm with crazy wind and uh yeah, we got we got out of the tent, and I think my tent was like three or four feet closer to the the team next to us, who we didn't know. So it was good I didn't land on them. But yeah, the the campsite was like a giant. Ski, so Mount Scutney is a ski resort, and I'm pretty sure it was the parking lot from the ski resort is what okay. the camp was. Dirt dirt parking lot. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. And is there like a, a locker rooms like? Places to shower. No, no, no. no. <laughs> porta potties. There's porta potties. Porta. Oh, that sounds really fancy. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, but I mean, if you want to potties pay, a couple times. Yeah, if you want to pay an extra fifteen hundred dollars, you can glamp. So, so fifteen hundred is that f not per? That's that's for the per team. Whole, per team, okay. But and still, what, what like would on you top of the? On top the 12, of the price, 1280. Pay, uh, the... Plus so, the what what would you get with the glamping? Is it in indoors or? 
No. <laughs> I mean, they set uh, it all up for you. Everybody has the same um, kind of like row house tents. Um, they had, and they were like, <laughs> they had the high ground, so they they had quite the view. And in fact, the I think the course, uh, two of the loops, uh, the ending of the course passed right in front of some folks' uh, front door, um, which was interesting. Wait, so. Um, you're paying fifteen hundred dollars to sleep in a tent. Yes. <laughs> okay. Are they like? They have like. <laughs> do they have like wooden floors? Like. No. <laughs> no. Somebody was complaining that they didn't snap the tents together. So like when the wind hit, they uh, they felt it. Wow. Sounds like, like a, a um, real. Uh, a wind, like I'll say that the official Ragnar pop-up tents those things were like mangled the next morning like even the ragnar folks were <laughs> hit by this thing uh it was just a flat ground that just would you know gain momentum i guess is um, there a hotel like let's say you don't want to <laughs> sleep is. in the in the storm what is and that, is walking it, distance. okay and is that like a normal hotel or like uh it's a holiday inn okay so you got a holiday inn that's in that's within because some of these really uh, remote things don't have anything, right? And that maybe it's yeah. one of those. So, okay, what about food? Like, do you bring? Um, did you guys organize? Is is this the type of? Because I've never been to one. Is this where you like? Okay, you guys have breakfast. You guys have lunch. Uh, you guys do snacks. Like you, you, do you like coordinate? Or is it? there's you know food trucks or is it like you could buy stuff or just tell me like how the food stuff works for a race like this uh, i was yeah. talking to emma about this earlier today um so we all did we all planned like to bring one meal um you know eight of us one meal each for everybody um and like in the beginning the first meal ashley definitely delivered that was this she made some delicious wraps for us um yep she's engaged so, to a chef so he's got you know she used so a lot of his some more details on the on the wraps what, what on kind the wraps of, uh, i'll let actually i will let you she the way she described it was like reading off of a wine label <laughs> <laughs> um well it was just a bunch of vegetables and i pre-chopped them um so it was just uh spinach or i think it was um roasted tomato um tortilla wraps with hummus and then uh, a bunch of chopped vegetables, so bell peppers, onions, um, what else was in there? I think I had zucchini and squash, and then there was salami add-on if you wanted it, and there was vegan cheese because we had some vegans, and then there was like a, a yogurt dressing that was a substitute for sour cream, just stuff that was fast and like not super perishable because we were all bringing everything in a, you know, our little coolers and trying to make it work, and it ended up being great. It was, Camping food's always the best, so it was really nice. fun. <laughs> so, that sounds really good. So, um, <laughs> ice was was ice an issue? Like, because you said it was hot, and I know yeah. when we did Hood to Coast, we we're like in these vans for forever, and we didn't we just, we flew there, and so a cooler was like a hundred dollars. It was like ninety dollars. We didn't want to buy a cooler, like a big cooler, so we ended up using a it was um a what it, uh, those bins um tough made oh. rubber rubber made bin and um so did you guys have ice did you need to use ice a lot did you have a big cooler 
I brought my own yeah. tiny little cooler and I think other people had much bigger coolers that we shared and that sort of thing. And like on the food side, was there something that you thought of or saw somebody that some something somebody had that you would bring or recommend to someone doing this? Gels. Bring gels. <laughs> Lots of gels. Like, <laughs> okay, so okay, now let's get serious. What's our fa what, my favorite gel is the vanilla bean goo. Um, <laughs> any anybody have a a favorite gel? I had the cola goo, and it was actually pretty good. Cola. I don't think I've ever had that one. There's an espresso goo it has caffeine in it. That sounds amazing. So, the, so did, anybody the, else on the Ragnar people? What was that thing that they kept giving out? Cherry Bundy or something? That was pretty good. They That's Hood to, yeah. Hood to Coast is advertising Cherry Bundy also, and we had this big uh, kerfuffle because <laughs> they gave they gave us a box of it and it was one each, but somebody got the box and then it was all over. And Phil and I were like, oh, cool. And we just like, I took like three and he took like a bunch of the the others. And then it got out that we didn't share. So I don't, <laughs> I don't know if now it's like all on the podcast. But um, so did you get, I think they, it's a good advertising thing. Maybe there's like ownership or something with that. But I kind of like the stuff. The, it's the bitter cherry oh. stuff. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. And the guy ran the race, like the Cherry Bundy guy ran the Ragnar race. Mm -hmm. That was kind of cool. That's cool. And how many, uh, how many protein bars did we get amongst us? Like fifty. <laughs> Definitely a lot more than we need. <laughs> they, had, they had like barrels of protein bars. They had um, like barrels of, of like different types of seltzers and sodas for anybody. Um, non-alcoholic beers. Non-alcoholic beers. Um, they were giving out. Uh, the other thing um they just what, had a lot what was oh, the, the what was the non-alcoholic beer drinks. was it athletic um, brewing okay they're pretty popular yeah. that was good yeah um and they advised everybody not to try anything new um that you're not used <laughs> to running or training with because we had two members who had upset stomachs <laughs> <laughs> um and um, I don't know. They, they, well, so our, our welcome packet had, uh, we all got t-shirts, uh, like you mentioned, we all got, uh, uh, element, L M N T element, uh, electrolyte things, um, bag bomb, like, uh, moisturizer type things. We all got Ragnar tattoos, um, uh, decals for the car. What else we got? Um, the metals were wood Yeah. with a bottle opener on them. And we didn't That's... realize when we are all together, the, the metals all had a map that connected it on the on the flip side. Yeah, that was That's cool. That's cool. That's um the bottle opener on the metal is kind of a a new popular thing. I've seen that a few times. So, how long does it take for the first finishers for 200k? I think the fastest team was 19 hours, I believe. See, I can pull it up here. Yeah. All right. The Corey Stringer Institute corporate was 
Oh my gosh, there's just so many numbers here. Uh, I'm l- did it in like 19 <laughs> hours and 45 minutes, something like that. It's right there on the. Oh, there it is. Yep, 1937. Yeah. <laughs> well, cool. Um, would you guys do it again? Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Yeah, yes. so fun. Oh yeah. And 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 what would you change, like to bringing like like um things that you wear um equipment that you bring uh shoes like would you what would you change uh food that you bring like i think having like a fresh i don't know a piece of fresh fruit might be nice if you're just eating a bunch of bars or something the biggest thing i you know i i just heard of ragnar so the the biggest thing that i biggest misconception was i thought that there would be moments where we're all just chilling um Mm -hmm. but you know, a third of us are up at the village uh, waiting for the transition. The other third is you know, sleeping, and you know, so like I said, after, yeah, we we all had meals, I, meal ideas and ingredients, but we never really had a chance to just lay it all out and provide. So we ended up just taking snacks and gels and things like that. And I did see a few teams who knew what they were doing. They had like tables out, and they had like piles of bananas, piles of gels, like a buffet, just grab and go type thing. So. Um, yeah, nice fresh things that are easy because um, you're not you're you are camping, but you're not you're not camping, you know. So mm-hmm. that was the biggest thing. Um, and I don't know about I can um, I'll, I'll, if you have time, I'll tell you a story about Lance. But we all had it was just constant moisture, like any time of the day or night. So you mean, lots of, you mean, of clothes. You mean swamp lots- ass. Yeah, I mean, it, and it's so hard. Like the the biggest relief you get is sleeping without clothes on, and then you got to put those clothes back on and run with them. It's just, uh. you know, uh, I yeah. So Lance came out. He said he came. He came late. He came the latest. I think him he, and Ashley were there at the same time for like a red hot second, just long enough for us to get a picture. And then Ashley left, and Lance came. So he said to me, "Okay, I came too late, and the my car is." is at the parking where everyone's cars are, but the shuttle is closed and I have no clothes except for what I've been running in. So I gave him a change of clothes and then he didn't even want to go back to his tent. He re- he slept on the bench because that was the coolest. And I mean the driest and it was not dry. So it, there's no relief uh, and just lots and you can't change that. So uh, I would say lots and lots of clothes that are dry. Cause when I put on a change of clothes the next day, I didn't even wear them yet and they were already soaked. There's just no relief. So something airtight. Towels. Yes, lots of towels. Maybe wipes too. Wipes, like uh, maybe body body glide. That sounds like a lot of chafing type stuff. So, was there a a particular moment? I'll let whoever wants to talk. um, That was really memorable. Um, Doesn't sound like anybody got hurt. Which is really good, right? Or or did somebody get hurt? Did anybody get hurt? Like no, fall? Surprisingly. All right. Considering a night run. Yeah, like I I so I'll 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 share a little experience. It wasn't when I did Hood to Coast, it was like the third there's thirty six segments. And there was people like I thought for sure we're gonna get ran over because we were running like right along like big rigs and stuff. That was really scary, but nobody got hurt in the whole race with thousands of people. So that was really good. But uh, was there any, for you guys, uh, special moment you want to put on the internet forever 
about <laughs> the race? <laughs> um, yes. I oh, go ahead. Oh, go ahead, Emma. Um, I was just gonna say, I think honestly, I have two. It's kind of a tie between them. Um, the first one was um, I did the green loop at night, and um, like what, I, what time at night? Like six p.m. or like two a.m. Um, it was probably like nine or ten ish at night, so it's pitch black. Um, I think I forget who I was receiving the bib from. Um, but it was I just me. Up, I think after my nine or my uh, red loop. Okay, that makes sense. Yep. Um, cause I remember Sarah, you went out and the sky just opened up, started raining there. It's thundering. There's like heat lightning off in the distance. Um, and then you came back and we, we, you know, I got the bib and I went out and I'm running in the dark with a headlamp and I can see three feet in front of me and I'm like, okay, I'm just going to take my time. I'm just going to go for it. This is three miles, whatnot. And then I, th- I got about, I would say I got up to the peak of the elevation and then Again, I can only see about three feet ahead of me, so I have no idea if I have more up to go. I have no idea where I am at this point because it's just pitch black around me. Um, And I was just like, yeah, one foot in front of the other. And it was just, that was kind of a fun moment for me. I got back and I was like, that was fun because I didn't know how much further I had left. I had no idea how much I had done. It was just one foot in front of the other. Um, And then I would say this, second the second moment for me is definitely finishing I was the last leg of our relay period and coming across the finish line um, I came across at the same time as another girl and we had been chatting for the last mile um, because it that last mile is just out in the open and it's kind of hard to get through with the heat and it's uphill Um, but yeah I crossed the finish line with her and we both just said, you know, good job. It was very nice to meet you, which I love the running community like that. Everyone's just so supportive of everyone. And then my team just all coming into the tent. Um, so I think that was that was definitely such a, a fun moment for me too. Nice. A- Ashley, do you have one? Yeah, I did. I was just—I was gonna kind of go off of what Emma was saying, but I also did the um, the yellow loop kind of towards the end of the day, and it was—is there's nothing that compares to coming down like Mount Escutney, and it was thundering in the distance, like she had mentioned, and you're coming down like into this big beautiful meadow, and it's super dark, and the only time you can really like see the landscape in the sky in front of you is when the lightning like cracks through the sky, and you're like, wow, this is stunning. It's like kind of surreal to be running through this vast landscape, and then all of a sudden something like the, the lights turn on, and then you just keep trudging away, and it's an unbeatable view and feeling and yeah I wasn't sure if I'd like night running but having had this experience I really did like it and I think everyone should try it at least once it can be a whole lot of fun if you have the right gear and good headlamps and stuff Sarah you want to go or or whoever yeah yeah go ahead yeah my last loop was the yellow loop and I'll never forget it was like maybe in the last mile where we were out in the open there were these people just standing watching me run and they would yell is this your last loop and I kind of shook my head very tired and they were like 
one, two, three, four, you don't have to run no more, you're finished. And they were cheering me on, it was so funny. And I was so tired at that point, my legs were dead. I had woken up at five in the morning to run, and I was very tired, and that was just so encouraging to finish off. (laughs) That sounds so awesome. That's a really good cheer to remember that one. Um, I mean, this experience changed my life. Um, you know, running is, I can see how it's therapeutic. Like, I mean, we all, everybody has baggage at some point in their life, lots of it. And, you know, I'm speaking metaphorically, but you carry that on your shoulders and, you know, in your hands and things. And when you go out for a run, and this, this is a trail run, you can't just stop when you're tired. You have to finish it. Otherwise, you're in the middle of a mountain. So, honestly, the, the only way you can finish is to drop as much baggage as possible and make yourself lighter. And when you finish the loop, or sorry, the, those loops, you might pick up a couple of bags again, but you're not going to pick it all up and you are forever lighter of, you know, whatever. So it is quite therapeutic. And I was forced into it and I was at the end of it, I was quite grateful. So I'm really happy that um, everybody um, motivated, like the dude who just didn't know anything about running and the reason I was able to just kind of dig deep and find that energy was because everybody was counting on me and, and, I, and it's a team thing. So, you know. Nice. I like it. I like, I like that you guys are relying on each other and it's not like it's, a, it's different than, than most things. Right. And that's a really good mm-hmm. metaphor you have there. I like it. Thank you. Yeah, for me, the best part was the team. It was just a really fun weekend, like cheering each other on and encouraging each other and like seeing the, you know, the differences in our running. And, and it was just, I don't know, it's hard. It's that was the best part. It was just great to be together. And I hope we all get to, you know, get to do it again. Yeah, it sounds like you guys are probably going to do something. Uh, Do you guys... Again, it sounds like there's all positive comments. Uh, you know, I, I, th- I, I thought when I did Hood to Coast, for sure someone's gonna get hurt. You know, like like pull a ham, pull a, a you know calf, whatever, or or worse. Uh, but that's never happened. So, um, what what do you guys have on the horizon? Anybody looking? Um, we, and and or you can add whatever you'd like. Uh, anybody have a any races out there? I think I'll speak. Brenna and Lance, the two um, who are not here, they have the Burlington thing, um, which is uh, in May or something. Which um, it's like a marathon. Yeah, I think. yeah it's yeah. a Boston okay. It's yeah. popular. I've I've heard of it, yeah. and I'm I'm mm-hmm. way out here. So uh, yeah, it's a pretty fast one, right? Yeah. And I think uh, a couple people are going to run the Shelburne uh, half marathon that's coming soon, which is a small, little small town south of Burlington. Cool. All right. Well, it's been a- there's a tough mutter coming <laughs> next spring, so we got to recruit these guys for that. <laughs> tough mutter. Um, let's see. Was that a tough mutter? I did a Spartan once with some neighbors, oh. and I was. Yeah, it's like it's yeah, keeping your horizon uh, your eyes open to other things is really really good to do it's really easy to get tunnel vision i I think in in races like oh i do this 10k i do this 10k every year and i did that for 
I, I kind of still do that with things, but uh, yeah, it's good to be open to other ideas and stuff. So. Really fun. <laughs> What's that, Ashley? You can try Ragnar. They're super fun. I yeah. I would if I had time. Uh, I, I I probably could make time. I you don't need actually, time. You just need you just need one night to be pushed in. <laughs> Anyone can jump in. <laughs> um, the 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 conversation. I can't divulge too much of it until after it's over. I can't even tell a date because it's private. It's just a, a, some neighborhood people are doing a backyard ultra. Mm. Oh, wow. But, uh, and it's um, my, my friend, I don't want to say his name either. He'll get mad at me because I'm not, because we want to keep it really small. And it'll probably stay small, but we're going to do that. That should, there'll be a, an update in a, in a while on that one. So that should be a lot of fun. It's a bunch of dads mostly running around the neighborhood. <laughs> Awesome. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> All right. Well, this is this is a lot of fun. I'm really glad uh, you guys could join me and and talk about a Ragnar. Uh, I learned a lot on like how it works and like the glamping. I don't think I would do. <laughs> Good stuff. Uh, thanks, guys. Do you guys want to add anything? Thank you so much for having us. This has been a blast. Yeah, thank yeah, you. Yeah, thank you. I yeah, hope so, people uh, can hear this. And, you know, if they're right on the fence, I hope this will push them over the fence and get them running. Yeah, if, if you're thinking of a Ragnar, um, look for one and, and just do it. Just, just uh, it, will, it will come together. All right. Um, I'm going to sign off. Thank you, everybody. Thank you. Thanks, thank you. All right. Bye. Bye.